Welcome to All Ages RPG, the RPG podcast for gamers of all ages. I'm Harold, the Dungeon Master of the Guardians of Indir Campaign. I'm Lucio. I play Kantu Coin, the Aarakocra troubleshooter. I'm Blake. I play Squeak McSqueakerson, the changeling veteran of the Dragon War. So before we continue with the game, let's recap what happened last episode. While trying to find traces of Steve Ganelon, the party discovered a bunch of enemies in Potter's Mill. Squeak ran to help Balasar, his dragonborn friend, but I got cut down in the first round. So I don't really remember much of what happened. Hantu was attacked by a troll. The Stevie Hobgoblin Vaisuna climbed up the mill tower to join him, and her little kobold buddy Clyde, who hates trolls, stood on her head to climb in the second-story window to fight the troll. The three of them managed to just barely survive fighting the troll. Meanwhile, downstairs, Balasar picked up Squeak's unconscious body and then breathed fire to ignite the flower in the mill. The mill instantly burst into flames. Vaisuna, Clyde, and Kantu managed to collapse part of the mill's works onto the troll, trapping it long enough for them to escape out of the window. Clyde got a little confused and jumped out the window, nearly killing himself. They watched the mill burn and then returned to India with more questions than they started with. Where did the elves come from? How did they get a troll onto the second floor? What were they doing there? Will those questions and more be answered in this episode? Probably not. We'll see. And now, enjoy episode 5 of All Ages RPG. The Guardians of Indir. Hello, I'm Harold, and I'm going to be your DM. I'm going to go around the table, and you can introduce yourselves, and what I'd like you to say is what your experience with RPGs have been. Or you can share how long you've been playing D&D. You want to start, and we'll go clockwise around the table? Can we do both? Okay. Of course. Yay. Okay, sure. My name is Lucia. I'm 11, I think. You don't need and to say your age again. You've already asked and answered that okay, question. And I think I've been playing D&D for like a year or two. I'm not sure. And my experience is only one game have we died like five times. <laughs> you die, die five, five times. <laughs> yeah. well, I killed a spider yeah. 20 times over once. Oh, in gosh. End, so. No, that was more. <laughs> but like, whatever. Usually, usually none of us die. Usually. And not your characters either. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next around the table. Hi, I'm Caleb. And I guess you already know that. My experience with RPGs is... I mean, I've played RPG video games. I haven't played much tabletop RPGs. I've gone on, like, my little brother would play 
the what's it, Malay, which is like kind of like a really old one. With his friend, I'd sometimes hop in, and I've been only playing DD honestly for how long? Probably like uh, a, a few months. I'd say a few months. I'm really newbie at it. I would say like a month really or two. New to the experience, so yeah, I mean, but it's been awesome. It's been a really awesome game, and I've really enjoyed it. Corbin, you're wrong. Okay. Hi, I'm Corbin. I've played a lot of RPG video games. I've had probably a year or two an experience of a tabletop board game uh, called Malayan in the Labyrinth. They were developed around the same time as D&D. But I've, this, I've only been doing D&D for a few months and I started DMing a little bit ago. But I'm still very new at the game and I'm not a very good DM. Yeah. I keep giving everyone on my group really weird items for no reason. That can be a great thing. A sparkle gun. That can be a great thing. <laughs> no, 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 they're sparkle <laughs> arrows. And what happens is that you pull back you pull the bow back. and it explodes it's, and it explodes. It's like an explosive litter. arrow, but when it hits the ground, it's a distracting explosive mm. of... And it sparkles. Sparkles and glitter, and they have to make an IQ roll to see if they're dazzled, confused, or utterly distracted. And with goblins, they're always utterly distracted, so they end up licking it off the ground. Mm. And, and I'm more goblin than glitter that gets everywhere. Yes, it's it's, uh, yeah. it's, just, it's just like <laughs> yeah, glitter. And cleaning up the mess. I've got D and D. Why is there glitter all over my face? D and D as a player, I've only been doing it for a few months now. I'm still rather new at all of this, but um, I'm glad to be here and to embark on a journey. So my name is Blake. I've been playing D&D for years, a very long time, and a lot of video game RPGs for a very long time. Mm -hmm. I've been both a DM and a player, more a player than a DM though. Yeah. Okay. I am Aria, and I have been playing D&D for a little bit over a year now, and I have, I have done some dungeon mastering, though I, I'm kind of taking a little bit of a break from that currently. Okay. And I'm Harold, as I said. I've been playing since I was in the fifth grade, so that means 34 years. And uh, I'm happy to run games. So, I had said after the last adventure in the last session that uh, we were going to save part of our character leveling for when we were at the table. Specifically, the choice as to whether you were going to roll for your hit points going up a level or take the standard amount of hit points. Now, every class has a hit die associated with it. It can be a d6, a d8, a d10. And when you level, you can roll that die and then add your constitution modifier, and that's the amount of hit points you get. Or you can take the standard amount, and the standard amount is half whatever the maximum is, plus one. So if you have a D10, the standard, for example, would be six. Half is five, plus one. What were you gonna say? Were we supposed to replace our current hit points? Because That's what I was I just talking about. Okay. 
No, like, mag not hit points as in a maximum, but... Yes, what we you have damage. all rested since okay. we... I just wanted to know if I was allowed to erase that or not. Certainly. Yeah, sure. You've well, all rested fully, you restore your spell points, your spell slots, your... I don't think anybody's a sorcerer, so nobody has sorcerer points. But your hit dice, all that stuff is back to maximum. And I had asked you further to come up with names and details for the people that you are training with. Because at my table, you don't level as you would in a video game immediately just from one moment to the next. Oh, I'm twice as tough as I was, and I have a bunch of new abilities. Look, in this game, is evolving. Dun, you dun, gain dun, experience dun. by doing stuff out in the world, and then you apply that experience through training with a trainer. So each of you has an NPC that you have worked with in the past and are working with now to go up to your second character level. So who would like to talk about their trainer first? My trainer. And your character is Squeak. Squeaks. Squeaks. Squeaks McSqueakerson. Squeak McSqueakerson, according to that, and to that. Squeaks was trained by, or was going to be trained by Torin. Torin? Was? Was going to be trained by Torin. However, during his alchemical studies, he found a grimoire, and I can't pronounce the name of it, but... <laughs> I can I can assay an attempt as to what you've written. Go for it. I taf ngot knu nuxko emskmya. That's awesome. Excuse me, can I try and translate? Well, you don't need to translate. That's what it says. <laughs> <laughs> don't translate. Don't translate. Don't translate. Okay. Does that mean deathly skull reigns from above? Or justice reigns from above? So you found this tome in a basement somewhere, perhaps. Long forgotten. And something, for some reason, you opened it. I was drawn to it. And using one of the many spells inside of it, I opened a rift to another plane of existence and contacted the great Axolotl, <laughs> a great powerful creature which bestowed on me magical power. So, is there a lasting visible or audible or behavioral change that has come over Squeaks from being imbued with the essence of the great and dreadful axolotl. Given that he's a shape changer, maybe maybe not a visual aspect, but maybe some other change that has come over him. He slightly glows. Oh gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! So, so in very axolotl. low light, yeah. you can see that there is a. He has been bestowed with greatness of a, light. A dread eminence coming from him. Yes. All right. 
getting into actual mechanics, he can now speak telepathically with (gasps) a person that he can see. Oh, snap. You and Balsar might have some conversation behind Wait, could you respond to the telepathic communication? Or, okay, just making sure, because that would be weird just hearing voice in your head. Yeah, I, I thought you couldn't respond to it. I thought it's just you could hear it. I mean, like, not audibly respond to it well, unless... look. That's a question. Unless you already were a telepath. How is... I'm, I'm just curious. Squeaks plays things pretty close to the vest. He's very secretive. And not forthcoming, I imagine, with how he's feeling about stuff. But just for us to appreciate the subtlety of the role-playing that you're doing... How does Squeaks feel about being contacted and possessed and compelled by the great and dreadful axolotl? <laughs> I wouldn't say dreadful. It's kind of cute. <laughs> the great and cute axolotl. That's, what it great That's what's so dreadful about it. It's is that so it can look like that and be the way it is. <laughs> it can manipulate people with its cuteness. <laughs> I want that power. <laughs> it's like me. Well, you can you can think about it, but it's it's interesting to think how you you thought your life was going one way and it's gone in a completely different direction. Because a magical <coughs> salamander came by and gifted you with telepathy. And you now glow radioactively. <laughs> Good luck with that. So, to that end, have you decided whether you're going to take the role or are you going to do the default? Mm, um, if you want a minute more to think about it, that's fine. What's the difference? Fine. I don't know the difference. So, as his new class and his old class, he has a D8 for his hit die. So he would roll a D8 or take the default five points. So half of eight is four, plus one is five. So he could take five, or he could roll, and there's more than a 50% chance that he would get less than the five. But there's a chance that he could get a six, seven, or eight on the die. And that would be how many hit points he gets with his second level. Oh, wow. Excuse me? Yes. So do you get to add your con modifier if you choose a default? Yeah. Either way, whether your you roll or whether you your constitution modifier. Oh, I need to whatever your constitution modifier. Oh, I'm gonna take the roll. My constitution modifier is a plus three. So you would get the plus three whether or not you roll or take the default. So as a paladin, I believe it's a D10. I was about to say, I think it's a D10. So you would get nine hit points additional if you take the default, because you would have six plus three is nine. But you could roll, and potentially you could get 13. That's the draw. That's, that's the temptation of rolling. That's the excitement of rolling. You could get 4 if you rolled a 1. But still with the plus 3. No, it, that is the, with the plus 3. If you rolled a 1, it would be 1, one plus, plus three, 3 is 4. Yeah, 1 plus 3 My likelihood of getting a 1. Oh, he's going to roll. I'm going to roll. He's rolling. Ooh, he got nine. an eight. Oh, Very good. What's your constitution? So that's nine total. Nice. That's nine. Nice. Very good. 
I'm gonna go squeaky boy. Squeaks? What about the oh, squeaks? Wait, Alright, so have, who else would like to talk about their train? I who have, would like to talk about their train? I, have, I, have I, have a really, I have a really fun thing. Is it that a trainer? Blake, if, if you like this, you can take it. Your default form... What, you, you now have two default forms. One is a blob, and the other is an unusually large axolotl. If you like this, you can take it. <laughs> take it. I want to draw axolotls. I will. Yes, I want to draw axolotls. Yes. 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 I want to yes. draw axolotl squeaks. I just love axolotls. They're so cute. So, squeaks a lotl. Squeaks a lotl. You have become, <laughs> through reading this grimoire, <laughs> I got the dish. Un, unbeknownst to you and without you uh, providing any input to it, you have become that much closer to being reptilian. Oh, you're now amphibian. You're not actually amphibian, but you have the appearance of an amphibian that you can kind of default to when you're not concentrating. It's a step up from a blob. It's a step great, up great from being a ditto. A step up the ladder. So um, you were going to say yes. about your... Trainer. I forget what the name of my trainer is. My trainer is Varisa. She is a... That is V-A-R-A-S-E-T-H. She is a golden dragonborn and is Mm. female. And she met Clyde a long time back during a market day. By stealing her wallet. And no, Clyde had this big... (laughs) That's just a joke now that he steals wallets. That's going to be a running gag that I steal people's wallet. Anyway, no. Clyde had a booth set up and he was selling... Exotic treasures, air, air quotes for the listeners. Obviously, it was all fake because he's a charlatan and a trickster. Right, um, yeah. In in this world with reptiles, it's not snake oil. It's like ape oil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, he had a youth potion he stole from like an ancient empire or something like that. And so he tries to trick Varaseth into getting it, which honestly, Bar- I don't know how old Varaseth is, but I guess she was into it. Like It's like a strength, I don't know, some kind of potion of power. And so when Bamba's at her Aarakocra partner comes in, gives it a whip, and is like, this stuff's fake. And then, you know, well, you know, she already opened the bottle, so Clyde's like, eh, you, you gotta buy it. You open and, it. Yeah, you, you break it, you buy it. Eh? And she did so, break it, she opened it. I know, right? But yeah, they kind of chased Clyde out, and Clyde booked it. Years later, they've had their occasional run-in, and it usually was never good. So they know of each other, just they don't really get along. Karen calls Clyde up and says, okay, we need to get you a trainer so you can learn how to shoot a bow. Okay? And Clyde's like... I don't know. He shot a bow pretty good I know, off of someone's right? head into a troll, so... I know, right? Clyde, that's probably what Clyde's argument. I don't need a trainer, but, you know, he came in, and it was Varaseth, and he's like, no. No, no, not her. She's crazy. And, you know, Varaseth's like, no, no, not him. And Karen's like, yes, you two get along now. And I won't have to fire you both. No, 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 shoot. And, you know, they now have to get along and learn those. Friend up and have to train together. Friend or, up? Or, 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 what is that? has to train Clyde. I don't know. I'm thinking like friend up. They have to learn to get along. That's wonderful. I know, right? It'll be kind of an interesting plot. Very good. Yeah. Sadly, so, my inner writer broke in. With Verissa. Mm-hmm. Are, you have been trained, mm-hmm. and do you wish to roll? I wish to roll. Uh-huh. To wish my luck. Um, and you're do rolling. You want me to blow you're on rolling it? which die? D10, right? No. 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 
No, D10 for a ranger, that's right. Yeah. A seven. That's not too bad, right? That's Plus your better. constitution. That's better than like Plus one. one. That's an eight. Okay, yeah, yeah so, so 11 plus eight, eight would be 19. 19. So just slap on that nine. So Veriseth is a reluctant trainer who yes. thinks that Clyde is a crook and a grifter, and she's not wrong. Totally not okay. wrong. <laughs> she is far from, and she's totally right. <laughs> Hands down. And yet he has an aptitude for yes. the work. Oh, totally. So as someone who is being trained, what is your favored terrain? As a as a ranger, oh, yes. this is a mechanical thing. They, um, natural environment, forest. Okay. Hey, same as mine. <laughs> forest buddies. I don't know where mine is. Clyde was raised in a forest, so that's yeah. that's a ranger thing. Uh, and I'm a hawk, so. So, yeah. who yeah. would like to talk about their training next? Um, me, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I I forget what it's called. So. Warforge. Okay, um, I have a Warforge trainer. All right. And does I don't does know how it, to explain that. Does it have a name, or Ma is it just? Its name is Maval Bursk. Maval Bursk. B e r s k m a v i l. Maval Bursk. Maval Bursk. Okay. Yeah, he's he has the appearance of a human, but he is a. A Warforge, which is like an, a magical robot thing. Where did it come from? It came from... Because it doesn't look like a dragonborn. Right? No, no, it looks like a human. A very deadly human. Um, World's most deadly estate, the human. You sell human oil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Humanoid. Okay. That's um, gross, but really funny. <laughs> okay, so he came from a human research war lab okay. during a great war, which I called it the Dragon War, but I'm still changing the name. Long ago. Long ago. In a galaxy. In a human. Found and captured. A human. Mavelbursk. 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 And repurposed it to train the troops. The elite, the, the most elite, elite troops, troops, troops in the Dragonborn army. In India. In India. But now he's, but now he's balanced out like personal <coughs> trainer. Yes. Or, yeah. Are there any other details that you want to share about? Um, he has an eye patch. He's awesome. He wields a blade of a human deity. Which one? Okay. I don't know yet. He just wields a blade. The sword of Ares. He wields a blade of some human deity, which isn't in Pacific yet, but it might be Aztec or Mayan yeah. or Greek. So I don't know yet. My three favorites. <laughs> okay. So yeah, but he wields a blade of a deity. And in training, you have a choice whether you're going to roll or take the default. You know, I'm not feeling super lucky, but I'm gonna roll because I have a plus three on my constitution. I can either get a maximum of 13 or a minimum of four. So, yes. you know, a five plus three, that's so a nine. Eight. Nine or eight. eight. So, plus eight. Aria or Lucia? Which one of you would like to talk next about your trainer? I guess I will. Go ahead. Cool. So, 
My trainer's name is Ruthick. Ruthick? Yeah. And he is a falcacocra. What was it? Oh, what a what? <laughs> a falcacocra. Falconericocra. Falcacocra. Oh, so you would be a hawkacocra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a hawkacocra. He's a falcacocra. And he's like really, really old. He's like. 26. He's 26. Yeah, he's wow. He's ancient, ancient Aarakocra. And I was. You want to remind people, Aarakocra are adults at how old? Oh yeah, Aarakocra are adults at like three. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Well, birds grow really fast, Gorman. Okay, so a 26-year-old Aarakocra is really old. I just wanted yeah. to mention Now, that is he thing. still hale and hearty, or is he starting to become decrepit? He, he's pretty good. Okay. He's, he's still pretty good. So, yeah, I was... Do you have any other details that you want to share about oh, uh, oh, sure. Ruthick? Oh, sure. I was walking along in the forest, like, trying to hunt down a troublesome panther or something. And I run into this guy, and he's like, I, I, see, I see you're an archer. I can help you hone your skills. I'm like, ah, sure. Ah. So you just okay. up and randomly trust a stranger. And so you've been working <laughs> with this person ever since. Yeah. And anyways, if he's actually evil, I can either use my two short swords or shoot him. How... How attuned with your ethos of helping people that are in trouble is Ruthick? Is he of the same mind, or does he have a different approach to life, different attitude about helping people in need? Well, he doesn't. He doesn't like gold quite as much as Kanji does. Wings. No, he's someone. And will you roll, or will you take the default? What do you guys think? What do you guys think I should do? Well, we've all rolled. I mean, and you are not forced to continue. You have this choice every level, whether you're going to roll or or take the default. I think I'll roll to decide. Um. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I would roll a d20. Even numbers, yes. Odd numbers, no. Sure. Even. So, all the way. That's four. Mm-hmm. Plus six. Plus two is six. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So your calm modifier. Say. Your calm <laughs> modifier is two. So the four plus two is six. So you gain yeah. six HP. Yeah. Now I'm at. And now my max is 22. What's your max? Does anybody have a higher age hit point max than I do? What's what's yours? 22. Um, mine's 21. Wait, the mine's ranger has more hit points than the paladin. So my trainer is a tiefling named Dispira. She is an. Is she gonna disappear? Hopefully not. She's an old friend of Vaisuna's adopted family. 
She works in a pretty similar way to them, though she doesn't always work with them. And how did you meet this spirit? Uh, given that you were with the the band of merry outlaws before. Well, they actually already knew her when when they picked when they picked up Visuna. Okay. She's get she's getting on in years. She's not too old yet, but like definitely not young. So, I'm curious about a tiefling. Mm-hmm. Humans are gone and have been gone for some time. So in the context of the world that we've created, the hell bloodline that is responsible for tieflings is manifesting in other races rather than humans. So it's a another race that is exhibiting some hellish qualities. So Despira looks like a slightly demonic version of what race? She actually looks like a slightly demonic version of an elf, but still with some human traits, because her her parents did have human lineage. All right. We kind of implied this with the last session, that there are some warm bloods in... That, that is, there are some mammalian residents of the greater Indir area. Yes. So they maybe are looked down upon by some of the higher-ups or the higher classes, but it, it isn't automatically awful to be an elf, even though there is a rivalry with the elvish city. Yes. Okay. Anything else you want to say about Dispira? Any... How do the two of you work together? How well do the two of you work together? I've I've known her pretty much since I was as far back as I can remember. Mm-hmm. So we work to, together pretty well. We've we've done a few, let's say, missions together. Mm-hmm. We, we know we know each other well. Good. So the other thing that I have shared with you guys in between our sessions about training is that there's a financial and a time component to training. So each level, just explaining it for our Mm -hmm. listeners, each level that you go up, you pay an amount of 20 wings per level that you're going into. And spend an amount of time training with your trainer three days times the level that you're going to. So moving to second level, there is an expense of 40 wings and six days where you're training. If you don't have that amount, because there wasn't really much treasure that we found in our first session, if you don't have that amount, Karen is willing to float the difference, but use what you can from your own supplies. I only got 15 um, wings. Okay. I got 100. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, but how did you get 100 wings? I rolled. I got 150. No, was it 150 or 130? I don't know. It was your character. 
Or... I forget, but I gave the whatever the difference was. I gave it to that one farmer. Yeah, you could you could handle. You gave the a money. ridiculous fortune to the farmer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like here, have have like thousand dollars. Yeah, have a thousand dollars. Yeah, go go build your dream house. Belisar's a good man. <laughs> He's a nice guy. So when you just for future reference, when you generate a character, there are two choices that you can make. You can choose the default equipment and there's a little bit of money that you have left over as part of the default equipment or you can roll for your starting money and then you have to buy all the equipment from that money that you generated. It sounds like you may have done both of those things, which is fine. That means that you had some financial windfall and maybe some of your equipment was paid for by the Indian government, because you are a respected and celebrated soldier of India. Well, just uh, I'm going to calculate here. Balasar can pay leveling up expenses for himself and one other person, and then the remaining money together we can all, together if we all pull our money together, somebody else can level up too. How much is it for leveling up? Forty. Forty. Karen is going to cover whatever the shortfall is because you are all working with and for her and you are heroes of India and she's from loaded. the work that you've done before. She just apparently has a lot of money. Yeah, She has a vested interest in making sure that you are Fantasy as effective Apple. as possible. She has stock in Fantasy Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Thus ends Episode 5 of The Guardians of Indir, the Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition campaign of the All Ages RPG Podcast. You can find the All Ages RPG Podcast on iTunes as All Ages RPG, online at allagesrpg.com, and on Twitter at allagesrpg. We'd love to hear your feedback on our program. Next episode, we'll learn a bit more about magic in the world and the character's magic abilities in particular. Until then, thank you. We hope you've enjoyed listening to our game. We've enjoyed playing it.